Distinguished adventurers, welcome to one of our first little games in between Campaign 1 and Campaign 2. Today, each of us are going to be playing by ourselves. <gasps> An RPG by ourselves? Yes, we are each going to be spending some time playing a one-page RPG by Oliver Darkshire named Potato. Yeah, you're going to be hearing the word potato a lot this episode and next episode as, as we're potato farmers. So I'm going to give you a brief overview of what the game is, because as I said, it's just a one-page RPG you play by yourself. If you are interested in getting a copy of Potato yourself or seeing some of the other one-page RPGs that Oliver Darkshire has put out, go check out their Twitter, which is Death by Badger. We'll also have that link in the description of this episode. Thanks to our lovely Patreon patrons, we have used some of your awesome support to support this RPG creator and get ourselves some copies of Potato so that we can all play. So here's the basic setup. You play as a halfling, just trying to exist. Meanwhile, the Dark Lord rampages across the world. You don't really care about that, you're trying to farm potatoes, because what could a halfling possibly do about it anyway? The whole game is based on just rolling a d6 and reacting to what happens. You have three scores, destiny, potatoes, and orcs, all start at zero. You roll a d6 to find out on a table what happens during the day. You might be in your garden, you might hear a knock at the door, or the world becomes darker, more dangerous, and from now on, it costs more to remove an orc. And what does that mean? Well, well, that means at any point you can remove one potato to remove one orc. And depending on what else happens during the day, you may gain orcs, or potatoes, or destiny. The game ends when one of your three scores reaches 10, and you find out what happens to your halfling. So all of us have spent some time on our own playing this one-page RPG as we prepare for the next bit of fun we're going to be having. But until then, enjoy this first episode of Potato featuring the wonderful Jonathan, John, and a little bit of me playing Potato. Hey, I'm John. I was the voice of Carlton in Campaign 1 of Distinguished Adventurers. Uh, but today I am playing Primhorn Green Gather, uh, a very misleading name, as the thing that Primhorn gathers is not indeed green, but rather lumpy and brown, also known as potatoes. That's right, today we are playing Potatoes, a solo RPG. Uh, my fellow castmates are also recording their solo RPGs, so hopefully you're hearing all of these together. But yeah, I'm just a halfling trying to farm my potatoes in a dark and dreary world, trying to make my life one mashed potato at a time. Uh, but today on this day, there is a knock at the door, and I happen to see a very muscular wizard coming to my door and rapping at it. I'm not ready for such business today. Uh, and I draw the curtains close, hoping that he does not see that I am home. Uh, so that's going to go ahead and give me a destiny point, and unfortunately an orc point. So we'll see if uh, what happens first, if I get more destiny or more uh, orcs. So... That was an interesting day. Let's see what happens on the, on the morrow. The world becomes a darker and more dangerous place. Now, if I want to remove an orc, I have to spend two potatoes to get rid of the orcs. Let's go ahead and mark that. It cost me two potatoes. Oh, uh, it is a very dire situation when you need two potatoes to get rid of orcs. Let's see what happens the next day. 
Oh, this world is indeed getting very, very dark and dreary. We are now up to three potatoes per orc to get rid of. And currently the crop has not been very good. I have currently zero potatoes stashed. Well, hopefully we can uh, get some good yield going on. All right. This, on the next day, though, I decide to clear my mind of these dark and dreary orcs and spend the day in the garden. And let's see how well I do in the garden. Ooh, I burrowed into a bumper crop of potatoes. Ha <laughs> ha! That means I now have two potatoes. Still not enough to get rid of those orcs. But hopefully I can keep my yield up and maybe I only deal with the one orc. Maybe I don't have to deal with extras. But let's find out what happens. You know, I had such good luck in the garden. I think I'll spend the next day there. However, when I got to the garden on this morrow, I had noticed that it had been ravaged the night before. And uh, I lost a potato. That's never a good thing to lose a potato. And I gained an orc. Which now means I am back to not having any potatoes and having two orcs. Things are indeed dire. Oh no. Orcs are getting hungry for potatoes. It is a dark, dark day. Where it now costs four potatoes to get rid of one orc. They are potato hungry. Let's pray to the potato gods that we have a better day ahead of us. Four. Another knock at the door. And on this day, once again, that dark, muscular wizard is knocking at my door for some more destiny and another orc. This is not going well for young Primhorn Green Greengather. Greengather is a hard word. Why did I pick that name? Green gather. Anyways, on the next morning, it is dark. Dark. The Dark Lord has come and definitely been uh, telling the orcs of his army about my potato farm. It now costs me five potatoes to get rid of an orc. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, destiny calls or I can get my potato farm up and running before those orcs attack. You know what? The garden is my safe space. It makes me happy tilling in the dirt. You take my mind off of the orcs ravaging my homeland, and instead think of the lumpy little brown things in the ground. And in my garden, I find that the potatoes I thought I once had are no more, and I lose the one as more orcs attack Primhorn Greengather's garden. Oh, things are not looking good indeed. <laughs> not looking good. Primhorn spends the evening praying to the goddesses of agriculture and luck, and hopefully the next morning will yield better results. Uh, apparently the wrong god answered, and the god of orc greed answered his call, and it now takes six potatoes to get rid of one orc. Man, Carlton were a ravager, he be loaded in potatoes right now. And then on the next day, seven. Seven potatoes for one orc. It takes seven! Ugh. This is, uh, Primhorn may uh, indeed think that maybe the farm life isn't for him. Because it'd be a shame if anything bad were to happen to his garden. Which is where he spends the next day. Trying as best he can not to see any more ravaging by the orcs. He looks outside his farm and he sees a hooded stranger lingering. And while this may sound like a call to destiny, it could also mean that there's another orc. I am now... One, two, three, four, five. Halfway. Halfway to being completely destroyed by orcs. With nigh a potato to get rid of them. Another knock at the door the next day. I listen to the town crier who was knocking at my door. 
and rumors of war are right at our doorstep. I did not want to have to concern myself with these things, but the fear of it. You know what erases a fear of war? A good potato soup, and I eat my potatoes, so I lose a potato, and I gain two orcs. Things are grim for old Primhorn. He will survive, he hopes. He prays, and he prays that eight potatoes will be good enough for one orc, as uh, this world is a dark, dark, dangerous place. <laughs> but you know what? Every time the world looks dark and dreary, you have to just go to the garden and work the land until your potatoes, until the farms, <sighs> until you see that it has been ravaged by unseen enemies. The bad news is that I gain another orc. The good news is that while normally I would lose a potato, I don't think in this game you can go into negative potatoes. So, uh, yeah, because if you could, I would have negative one potato right now. I think old Primhorn's going to have to take out a potato loan. Pay the potato banker. I wonder what the interest is on a potato loan. Is it like two shallots, you know, interest after a month? Who knows? But let's see what happens. <sighs> that exasperated sigh is Primhorn realizing that it will now take nine, yes, nine potatoes to fend off an orc. But you know what? We're going to go back to the garden. And hopefully we can hit that burrow bumper. A traveling merchant comes by with all sorts of delicious foodstuffs offering a trade. And while I would normally give a potato so that I may have a variety of vegetables in my stew, today is not the day, as I currently have negative potatoes. Yes, they're going to call me Negative Potato Primhorn. That'll be my name. So I spend the next day indoors contemplating the name I have now been given of Negative Potato Primhorn when there is a knock at the door. And that knock is a dwarven stranger. I don't have time for dwarves. Have you seen how much they eat? I am Negative Potato Primhorn. I, I, I refuse them entry, politely. Because they are such ghastly creatures, but it seems like the the call of destiny is knocking at my door. The next morning, let's see where I end up. Sometimes after spending the days indoors, you gotta get a little fresh air. Get your hands dirty in the garden. And that merchant was still nearby, offering his foodstuffs. And sadly, my yield has not increased. And I am still negative potato primhorn. So, the next morning, I pray, and I pray. And I hear a knock at the door, during my prayers. And it is once again the town crier. Except now, not only would I lose that potato in my solemnness of the rumors of war, war has reached our doorstep. And the orcs have finally found my potato farm. And in fact, it turns out that that town crier lowers his hood to see the orc form. And I say, I wish I could give you potatoes, good sir, for you and your army at my doorstep. But alas, I have none. And. With that, I am eaten. Thank you for joining my very dark and dreary episode of Potato, where uh, Prim Negative Potato Primhorn uh, got eaten by orcs. This was a fun little side project to uh, keep uh, hanging out uh, for some more over the next coming weeks of different little things. Uh, and thanks for listening. The following is a reading from the diary of Nellie Teawind, describing the final few days in the town of Half Hay. 
Dear Diary, It's the first day of a new month, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Last month was a little bit of a bore, but I'm sure this month is going to be much more interesting. In fact, I was just outside and I saw that everything was a little bit darker, actually. Uh, there are more of those orcs around, and I think it's going to cost more in order to tell them to go away. Diary Day 2. Apparently, my potatoes are very lovely, and the orcs came by, and each of them now need three of them before they go away. Hmm. It's a problem because they're going to start asking for more potatoes than I have, but at least I know they like my potato stew. Diary Day 3. So one of the orcs came by, and now they need four potatoes for their stew. It must be a very big pot. Diary Day 4. I spent today in the garden. I kind of have to. I'm running out of potatoes. While I was in the garden, I think I saw what the problem was. Those orcs have been talking about how they want potatoes for their stew, but then I think they've been rooting around in my garden unseen because I've got not a lot of potatoes left and there seem to be a lot more orcs around. Diary Day 5. It was raining really nasty today. Everybody's cold and wet, and that's probably why the orcs need five potatoes now. I, I think they're using them for mashed potatoes. I don't think it's as much of a stew anymore. Diary Day 6. I spent all day happily in my garden. Oh, it was so nice. Finally have a couple potatoes for my own. Diary Day 7. You'll never guess what happened. There was a knock at my door. There was this old man wearing a long robe, really long beard, a beard longer than I was. He looked kind of suspicious. I'm suspicious of people who have beards longer than me. So I just kind of hid in the back room. I did kind of want to hear what he had to say because people like that tend to have really good stories, but, oh, not right now. Dear Diary Day 8, today, while I was in the garden, I narrowly avoided a visitor. Well, I wouldn't say it was a visitor. It was that, that old stranger with a really long beard. He was poking around in the back of my, my garden, so I hid in one of my potato sacks. Fortunately, once he left, I was able to go get some more potatoes for myself, but why is this old man hanging around my garden? Diary Day 9. There was a knock at my door today that I actually answered because it wasn't that creepy old guy. It was my neighbor next door, Francine. Now, Francine is always a bit of a gossip, but she tends to over-exaggerate more than actually be wrong. But she was talking about how with all of the orcs about and all of the problems going on in the world that, oh, things are getting worse. There's war coming and... We should all be ready for some dark times ahead. I know I wanted this month to be more exciting than last month, but it's turning out to be exciting in the wrong way. I'm going to have a couple of potatoes and try to calm my nerves. Diary Day 10. I was out in the garden today, and there was another person hanging out around my garden. I think that old man was back with the big beard. He had his hood up, but you know, there's only so much you can do when you've got a hood, but you've got a beard that goes down to your ankles. 
Diary Day 11. Today was the first gorgeous day in the entire month. I think my neighbor is just exaggerating about everything. I spent all day in the garden and now I have more potatoes than I've had in a long time. Diary Day 12. There was another knock at the door. I didn't recognize who it was, but it didn't seem to be that creepy old man, so I answered, and it was an elf. I haven't seen one of those since I was, well, a lot younger than I am now. They went on about destiny and war and the destinies of all people. He seemed very serious. I'm not exactly sure what he was talking about but I gave him a little bit to drink and sent him on his way. You know elves always like a good mead. I wonder if I can make something out of the potatoes to drink. Diary Day 13. You know, that elf got me thinking. Everything has been getting a lot more dark and scary. It's taking more and more potatoes every day to convince those orcs not to just take the whole garden for themselves. Fortunately, I was able to put together a little bit of an experiment in the in the garage. I'm trying out to see whether I can brew anything with potatoes. I mean, more than just food. I'm, I'm wondering if I can extract the essence from potatoes in a drink. I don't think anyone's ever tried that before. Diary Day 14. I was in the garden, and that weird old man was back. You know, he just kind of glares all over the place. He's got these scary eyes. Every time he comes by, he scares all of the neighbors. I haven't even seen them in days. Fortunately, I was able to avoid him because, oof, last thing I want to do is hang out with that wizard. Maybe I'll just spend some more time in the garage working on this drink. Diary Day 15. I spent all day today just hanging out in the garage. Figured it was safer that way because of all those weird, wizardly people and all the orcs taking all of my potatoes. But I think I've come up with a way of distilling a drink from these potatoes. It's kind of a strong drink, but I really like it. Diary Day 16. One of my neighbors came by looking to do a little bit of trading, and boy, did I show them... I showed them what I'd been doing in the garage with the potatoes. The both of us had some of that drink that I've been making out of it. He suggested a whole bunch of names for what we could call it, but I don't remember any of them. I, I think I, I had a lot of that drink, and I don't feel too good today, but... Oh, did we have a lot of fun! Diary Day 17. That elf was back, talking about destiny and all sorts of stuff. I don't really want a destiny. I just want to hang out more in my, well, really, I want to hang out in my garage and make more of that drink. I told the elf about what I was doing, convinced him to come on into the garage and try a drink with me because I managed to tell him that my, my crafting was my destiny. He was a lot more fun to hang out with once he had loosened up and had a little bit of potato juice. Oh, is that what I'm calling it? I'm calling it potato juice? Really? Ha. Huh. Diary Day 18. My neighbor was back, this time with a whole bunch of stuff to try to add into the potato juice to give it some different flavors. We've brewed up a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to try it tomorrow. Diary Day 19. Yep. 
You know it. That wizard was back. He's getting really insistent. He actually tried to open up my gate. Although I guess that was actually kind of nice of him to try to open up the gate, considering he's tall enough, he could have just stepped over the whole thing. So at least he was still trying to be polite, even if he was scaring the potato juice out of me. Diary Day 20. There was a hooded stranger outside of my farm today. It wasn't that wizard, wasn't that elf, wasn't even any of my neighbors. I don't know who it was. Smoking a pipe and had some weapons and... Had that serious, that, that serious air that people have about them when they think that they're really important, but they don't want you to know it, and they're trying to be sneaky, even though they're out in the middle of nowhere with a big, long cloak on. It wasn't even that cold, and he was wearing a big cloak. Diary Day 21. Today, I was in the garden, and there were so many of the bigger potatoes which I know just make so much of the juice, and that wizard came by. You know, I'm beginning to think he's not going to go away until I finally talk with him. So I think the next time he comes by, I'm going to try. Maybe all I really have to do is do what I did with the elf and take him into the garage and show him what I've been doing with the potato juice. That seems to make everybody happy. One potato, one dusty. Oh, jeez. Diary Day 22. My neighbor came back. This time, he had a whole bunch of fruit to try in the potato juice. We also tried to come up with some better names for potato juice. Because juice makes it sound like something you're supposed to drink in the morning as part of a healthy breakfast. But I don't think this is something that we should be drinking that, that early. I mean, it's been helping when I get up in the morning to have a, a little bit of it just to get me going but I think that means I'm just drinking too much of it at night. Diary Day 23. My neighbor is deciding to leave. He said that this whole area is becoming way too dangerous. He doesn't even want to go outside anymore, what with all the mysterious strangers and the orcs. At least so far, when the orcs come by, all they've been asking for is some potatoes. It's more the mysterious strangers that I've been a little bothered by. Oh, we're there. <laughs> We've reached 10 destiny. Okay, here we go. Diary Day 24. Well, remember how I was talking about how I didn't want to talk to that wizard, but maybe I should have. And Maybe that's the only way to get this wizard to go away. Well, it happened today. He came on by. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I wimped out. I hid in my potato sack and watched him go on by. But then after he was gone, I got to thinking. I don't know why I'm so scared of this wizard. I don't know what it is about him that makes me nervous. But that elf was right. All I gotta do is offer him some of my potato juice, and I'm sure everything will be fine. I've bottled up a whole bunch of it, and I'm gonna go on a little bit of a trip. See, I saw that wizard going down the road with a whole bunch of my neighbors and a couple of dwarves, and I think that elf, I'm not sure, but they were finally heading out of town, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow them, and at the next town over, I'm finally gonna offer them some of my potato juice, and I'm gonna charge them a whole bunch of money for it, too, because once they get one taste, I know that they're gonna want to get more. And then I think I'm going to take that money 
and I'm going to make my farm even bigger. Nellie Tewin's Potato Juice Farm. It's got a ring to it, doesn't it? Sadly, that is the end of Nellie Tewin's journal. While she never came back to her home in Half Hay Town, it managed to remain undisturbed by the Dark Lord's rampages. Although we don't know exactly why, it seemed like the orcs in the area protected the town, keeping the Dark Lord's forces at bay. And there have even been reports of a halfling being seen at the orc encampment, creating some elaborate drinks out of potatoes. <laughs> My destiny was to create vodka and get all the orcs drunk so they became friends. I'm here for it. The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on November 20th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. R-E-K-E-Q-U-I-T-P-E-P-S. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show. This is Jonathan, and I am with Distinguished Adventurers, and today I am playing a game called Potato, where I am just a halfling, trying to exist. Meanwhile, a dark lord rampages across the world. I do not care about this, I'm just trying to farm potatoes, because what could a halfling possibly do about it anyway? And this is the one-page RPG by Oliver Darkshire, and uh, from now on, I will assume a character. I am assuming a character! Name Big Bob Boulderfoot. Yes, that is my name. Big Bob Boulderfoot. The biggest halfling in the land. This non-specific halfling land. Maybe it's the Shire. Maybe not. Either way, I grow potatoes. Along with my son, Spudling. My wife, sadly, was killed one winter in a potato-related accident. It's very sad. But I am going to live my life and try to grow the best potatoes that I can. So to start the game, I am going to roll a six-sided die. These dice were made by an awesome company, Long Dog Dice. Uh, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter. They're awesome. All right, let's go ahead and roll my first event. All right, I rolled a two. And so that means I am Big Bob. Boulderfoot is in the garden, rooting around for potatoes, looking for his sack. And in the garden, I find a hooded stranger who is lingering outside my farm. Uh, this means that I add a destiny and an orc. So this hooded stranger is rooting around, and I believe he is up to no good. 
I know this because he's carrying an axe. And although he is very strange, I tell him, shoot, shoot. And since he's a single orc, I have shoot him off my property. This makes me brave. Me, big Bob Boulderfoot. All right, the next day, I rolled a one, which means that is in the garden again. I am once again looking around for my favorite potato sack. And I find another hooded stranger, this time with a slightly different axe. Uh, I also tell him to shoo, shoo, go away. And while I am getting braver, Big Bob Boulderfoot is definitely disturbed by all of these orcs that are rooting around because they have started to multiply, as orcs do. Next day, ooh, a five. Oh, the world has become a much more dangerous place, apparently. Normally, orcs would go away if I just give them potato. But now, they are emboldened and, quite frankly, insulted by how Big Bob Boulderfoot has been treating them. So, now it takes two potatoes to get them away. But uh, the potato harvest has not been very big, so I don't actually have any potatoes to get rid of orcs. But even if I did, it would be much more expensive. All right, let's see what happens the next day. Oh, another in the garden. I'm looking for my third favorite potato sack. Oh, I somehow trade potatoes for other foodstuffs. And it's negative one potato, but I have no potatoes yet. So I guess I'm in potato debt? Sure, we'll, we'll call it that way. I have at negative one potatoes. I, I have accrued a potato debit, which is very strange for banking practices to be a thing in potato farming halfling land. Big Bob Boulderfoot does not like this at all. Next day, a knock at the door. This is first time rolling on this table. Two. A dwarven stranger. Uh, I don't like dwarves. They're bigger than us, and yet as wide as us. So they're taller and wider than halflings. You could basically fit a halfling inside a dwarf. Even Big Bob Boulderfoot. So I don't like them. Uh, but apparently it gives me plus one destiny. So for those keeping track at home, my three scores, which as a reminder are destiny, potatoes, and orcs, are currently three destiny minus one potatoes because reasons and potato banking and two orcs. And just as a reminder, uh, the game will end. You know what? I'll save the game end. I'm sure one of my other uh, castmates has gone over what happens to end the game, but we'll we'll just play it out to see to see what happens. All right. So rolling again on day five, I think. It's very hard to keep track of days in uh, in nondescript halfling land. Ah, another garden. My fourth favorite potato sack has gone missing, so I'm going to find it. You know what? Screw that potato sack. I'm trying to find my potato hoe. It's a very nice hoe. Oh, it's the best hoe ever. Oh no. As I am looking for my potato for my favorite uh potato hoe, and apparently as karmic justice for all the hoe jokes just now, I find that my field has been ravaged in the night by unseen enemies. So many potatoes burned. This is plus one orc and minus one potato. I go further into potato debt. Oh dear. I I guess what this is 
is I have potato futures that I need to deliver on. And now I'm not going to be able to deliver on those futures. So this is, uh, oh, things are getting much more dangerous for Big Bob Boulderfoot. But he feels a pull, a call. Maybe potato farming isn't for him. Uh-oh. The world has gotten even more dangerous. And now the orcs are further emboldened, having taught me a lesson. And they've posted a note. Dear weirdly large halfling. Hello, these are the orcs. Yes, we just destroyed your field. Sucks to be you. We used to take one potato per orc. Then, because of your slights, we took two potatoes. Now, we require three potatoes to be sassified. Signed, the orcs. All right, so I'm going to actually note that here. Lots of threes going on in my tableau here. All right. Another knock at the door the next day. I have Big Bob Boulderfoot is, not, is a very brave halfling at this point. But even he is not stupid enough to try and stay out and watch his field all night because clearly there's a lot of orcs around nondescript halfling land now. Ah, uh, number five. It's all kinds of people around lately. We've had orcs. We've had dwarves. And now Big Bob Boulderfoot has encountered an elf, much taller than dwarves, much taller than orcs, and snootier than all of them combined. His boots are not even dirty at all. How is that even possible? Ugh, elves. But there's something weird, mysterious, alluring about the elf. Not in that way, but just sort of a pull to adventure. Huh, wonder if there was a way to see more elves. Right, next day. Number one. All right, we're back out in the garden using my favorite garden hoe and several potato sacks of varying quality and how much I like them. I see another hooded stranger lurking about. This one is carrying, I think it's called a halbert. Big Bob Boulderfoot is not a master of arms. But he's read a few things, and if you stick a piece of metal on the end of a stick, and the stick is very long, I believe that's a halbert. And if it's a flat piece of metal, if it's a pointy piece of metal, it's a spear. Either way, that is more orcs and more destiny. The next day, once again, in the garden, gardening. I Big Bob Boulderfoot loves his garden. But while he is working, he notices that once again, the south field of his potato farm has been ravaged by yet more orcs, putting him further in potato debt. At this point, Big Paul Boulderfoot might just have to leave. Just leaving nondescript halfling land is pretty much the equivalent of halfling bankruptcy. You just leave. Next day, we find another note. Dear Big Bob Boulderfoot, Yes, we bothered to learn your name. This is the orcs again. As you can see, your south field has been ravaged. We have gorged yourself on whatever potatoes we could stuff in our mouths and set the rest on fire. Did you know that fire makes potatoes even better? We know that now. So we're going to probably burn more of your fields. In any case, please don't mess with us. And give us further potatoes if you want us to leave. Yours, 
the orcs. And mechanic-wise, it now takes four potatoes to make an orc go away. But that's okay. I don't have any potatoes to give them anyway. Next day, once again in the garden, let me tell you something about Big Bob Boulderfoot. He can turn a phrase. He can make friends anywhere. And somehow, he is able to sell potato futures that he knows he cannot deliver on. He does not give any sort of inkling that his potato debt is quite large at this point. If potatoes weren't already underground, he'd be digging himself into potato debt. His finances are mashed. Just absolutely fried. Next day, once again in the garden, for the first time in a long time, nothing happens. No fires, no strangers, no weird creatures. Just Big Bob Boulderfoot doing what he does. Actually harvesting potatoes. A nondescript day. A break, if you will. Oh, a knock at the door. Ugh. I already know who it is. I can smell them. It's George Smellyfoot. Yes, he's a cousin. But not by blood, by marriage. He's rooting around. He has heard of all the deals that Big Bob Boulderfoot has been making. And he wants in on whatever Big Bob Boulderfoot is doing. It's selling to everyone. But, of course, I can't have Smellyfoot coming in here, rooting around my business, getting a look at my ledgers. No, that's not going to happen. So when I turn away Smellyfoot, he turns back at me and gives me an eye. I know what he's about to do. He knows where the orcs are, and he's going to tell him exactly what I've been up to. Things are not looking good for Big Bob Boulderfoot, as he finds the next day another note. Big Bob Boulderfoot. Oh, no deer? No anything? Wow, this is not good. We have spoken to your cousin. I think his name was something Smellyfoot. He told us you have been making deals upon deals of potato futures. This is curious, because we've burned a lot of your farms. There's no way you can deal on this potato level. Be warned that if you want us to stay quiet, it's going to cost you. Your humble servants in destruction, the orcs. P.S. Smellyfoot was delicious. <sighs> I knew that little rat would sell me out. And apparently it got so bad that it now costs seven potatoes to ward off an orc. <laughs> That's not happening at all. Another knock at the door. Oh, goody. What's going to happen to me now? It's a sack. It's from Smellyfoot's wife. Not as Smellyfoot. It's got a note attached. Big Bob Boulderfoot. Hi. It's your other cousin. Wendy Not-So-Smellyfoot. Thank you for getting rid of my husband. That jackass. As a reward for your no-doubt involvement in his disappearance... And maybe as a bribe for you to yeah, not look for him, not expend any effort. Here are potatoes. And there's a big sack of potatoes, several big sacks of potatoes, all of which help alleviate some of the potato debt. The next day, another knock at the door. Elves seem to be like moss. I don't know where that was going, but there are more elves in nondescript halfling land now. The second elf in so many weeks. The third, if you count the dwarf. I mean, they're not the same, but they're weird creatures. And innumerable orcs. Maybe, just maybe, 
these people will help out Big Bob Boulderfoot with this orc problem. Because it is a problem. <laughs> I swear, I have rolled fives or sixes on the grass and mud table, well, eight times. I've rolled them eight times. It now costs eight potatoes to ward off an orc. That is uncanny. And you know what? I'm not doing another note until I get to ten. Next day, there's another knock at the door. Hey, after many days of notes, elves, and other nonsense and dwarves, we are back at even potato. No debt, no debits. Big Bob Boulderfoot is going to meet his orders. He is going to have a good harvest. Well, at the moment, he's not in potato debt, but that's a win for him as, as in comparison to everything else that's been going on. And it costs nine potatoes to get rid of an orc. <laughs> I'm just not. This is not happening. Another knock at the door the next day. And, oh dear, the news is not good. The Littlefoot's down the way. They are small for even halflings. Tiny. They're just not a big family. Well, except for Cletus Littlefoot. He's huge somehow. But as I think about what happened at the Littlefoot farm that I just found out happened today, orcs ran in there. They got all the potatoes. They got all the Littlefoots. Cletus Littlefoot. Apparently he fought heroically. But in the end, there are no more Littlefoots. And Big Bob Boulderfoot is super sad. As he sits down among his newly balanced potato checkbook, and contemplates the approaching orc takeover as he noms potatoes and puts himself back into potato debt as clearly there are even more orcs around. Speaking of more orcs, Big Bob Boulderfoot has found another note. Big Bob Boulderfoot. Yes, that was us that took out the little foots. Little feets? Little foots? We're not sure how your halfling vernacular goes. Either way, they were a bit scrawny, but still satisfying. We're developing a taste for halflings, you see. And you're one of the biggest halflings around. It's going to be even more expensive if you want us to go away. Your obedient servants, in destruction, the orcs. At this point, Big Bob Boulderfoot, pretty worried, sends over for Spudling Boulderfoot. Son, Spudling, it's time for you to go. Here is sack of potato. Here is walking stick. And here's another sack of potato. Go to the Boulderfoots in the east. They're far. The walk is going to be long, but it's safer than it is here. If things calm down, I'll send for you. If things get very bad and I'm able to get away, I will find you. And if you never hear from your paw, Big Bob Boulderfoot again, well, I'm sure I was delicious. Pat Spudling on the head, gives him a little kiss on the top of the head, hurries him out the door. Well, those orc bastards may get me, but they're not going to get Spudling, and the Boulderfoots will live on next day. In the garden, orcs have been everywhere. I have seen more orcs than halflings at this point. There are not many of us around nondescript halfling land. 
They were inside my garden. Thankfully, my fourth favorite potato sack was right nearby. And it's ruddy enough where it blended in with the ground absolutely perfectly. And I was able to hide from I also found my fourth favorite sack had a surprising amount of potato in it. I did not expect that potato to be there. So not only did I find unexpected potato, I feel a little bit braver. I'm feeling a little bit better about things, about my own survival. Maybe not about things here, but about my place in the world. Maybe it's not in nondescript halfing land. Next day, another knock on the door. Things have gotten real bad. Halflings are familial people, but sometimes we are not able to fully appreciate how much the fabric of our community is important. I have not seen hide or hair of Harry Feats. That's Harold Feats. I call him Harry Feats. Yes, it's an apt name for a halfling. But Harry Feats, I assumed, was hiding out in his potato bunker. His potato cellar, if you will. For I had not seen him at all. But then there's a knock on my back door. I open it up. Two sacks of potatoes from none other than Harry Feats. And there's a note. Dear Big Bob Boulderfoot, it has been many days since I emerged from my potato cellar, which I am renaming Fortress Potato. My family and I have been well. Although a diet of solely potatoes, I don't need to describe the horror that is going on down here, but it's the horror of survival. And to help our neighbors, I have bestowed upon you this gift. May it keep you strong and see you through these dark, orc-filled days. And this is the best level of potato that Big Bob Boulderfoot has seen. Next day, Big Bob Boulderfoot grabs his favorite potato hoe, strides out to his garden. Even though Big Bob Boulderfoot is feeling extremely brave and emboldened by the generosity of his neighbors, he dives into his fifth favorite potato sack as a squad of orcs march by. Once again, He's glad that he survived. Once again, the thrill of encountering orcs and not dying. The potatoes he finds at the bottom of the bag, icing on the proverbial potato cake. We're coming up on the end of the game here, folks. It's going to happen fast. But not before it gets even more expensive to buy off an orc. It's practically impossible now. The prices that they're asking for, astronomical. Impossible for Halfling to pay that much potato. But the next day, there's a knock at the door. It is another elf. I didn't catch his name. It was a lot of rolled R's and weird vowels. Anyway, he said, things are not safe, that me and my family should probably leave. But where do we go? I tell this elf. The elf is like, well, I don't know. Maybe come with me. See adventure. See the world. For the first time, this elf's offer is very tempting. And since spuddling is very safe, I assume. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe I don't have to just stay and harvest potato and hope orcs don't come and eat Big Bob Boulderfoot. Big Bob Boulderfoot ponders on this as we go to the next day. It has been a harrowing month for Big Bob Boulderfoot. He has seen nondescript halfling land get overrun by orcs. He has seen the kindness of his neighbors. He's experienced the loss of his neighbors. He even sent away his only son, his only family, Spudling Boulderfoot. Off to 
relatives, and who knows if he got there. But there is a knock at the door. And it is one of the dwarfs. That same first dwarf that he saw lurking around. He introduces himself. Hello, I am Rogar. Oh, hi. Big Bob Boulderfoot. I, I expected an orc, or maybe a weird elf. Ah, Rogar has not seen elf. Elves have scattered away. Granted, they're chasing orcs and actually fighting, which is good, good for them. But Rogar is here for you. You see, Big Bob Boulderfoot. Yes, I know your name. We have never been introduced. I've seen how your resilience and your tenacity, your will to live, is impressive. Very dwarf-like. Please don't take that as an insult. Big Bob Boulderfoot, I would like you to come with me. You see, your son has been taken by orcs. He is still alive. They plan on ransoming him to you in an attempt to draw you out and get all your potato. Ah, but with Rogar's help, we're going to get your son back. We're going to leave nondescript halfling land. Rogar puts his meaty paw on Big Bob Boulderfoot's relatively smaller halfling shoulder. We are going to let the world know that Big Bob Boulderfoot is not to be trifled with. Big Bob Boulderfoot looks up at Rogar the dwarf, clasps his meaty paw with both his tiny, relatively large for a halfling hands, but still tiny compared to a dwarf's, and says, Rogar, glad to have met you. He picks up his favorite potato hoe and his favorite potato sack. He clangs the potato hoe on the ground and says, let's go get my kid. And I am whisked away on an adventure. The final scores for Big Bob Boulderfoot are Potatoes 4, by far the lowest score. Orcs got to 8. And per the rules, per mash them, boil them. If one of the scores gets to a 10 between Orcs, Potatoes, and Destiny, the game ends. Big Bob Boulderfoot's game is ended. As his destiny hits 10 and he is whisked away on adventure. And who knows? Maybe one of these days we'll run into Big Bob Boulderfoot in a story featured on Distinguished Adventures. Thank you for sitting with me and playing this very, very awesome little game. Uh, thank you for <laughs> writing this ridiculous little game, uh, Oliver Darkshire. And thank, thanks again, all of you, for, for your patronage, for your friendship. And as the fabulous Lauren Urban says, we'll see you next encounter. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from Stabby Quest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.